0: Welcome back to Orange You Glad We Watched the O.C. Where we can have a little acting as a treat. (laughs) This is a podcast where we are going through meticulously every episode of the Seminole 2000s program on television, the OC. I'm Sarah, and this is Evan.
1: Mm, Yep.
0: All day, every day. (laughs) It's Evan.
1: Except for on the weekends.
0: Except for on the weekends. When I unwind <laughs> I don't know. I'm with you on the weekends, and you're generally still Evan, <laughs> unless you're there's something we need to ta- talk about.
1: I'm weekend Evan at that oh, point. Weekend Evan. Weekend. Yes. Evan. Weekend Evan. Yes. Weekend Evan.
0: Oh, that would explain your cat in the hat hat <laughs> that you wear every weekend. Oh my God. That's for weekend Evan. How dare
1: you? <laughs> do you fucking remember when people used to goddamn wear those fucking th- the nineties? That's do. what that fucking was. Yeah. Fuck! I hated those things so much. And when I worked on the Summerfest grounds, they were
0: fucking everywhere. That's just weren't they? Really tall hats.
1: They're literally cat-in-the-hat hats, though. Yeah. With the stripes and everything.
0: But what I'm saying is that's a specifically rude hat to wear to a music festival where you're standing (laughs) in front of people. How are they supposed to see around you?
1: Everyone was drunk or high. Um. They didn't give a shant. Or both. Yeah. They did not care.
0: Today, what are we discussing, Evan?
1: This is episode 23, titled... The Nana. The na- Damn, I wanted to do it at the same time.
0: Do you want to turn it again? I was trying
1: to wait for like a cue that you were going to start saying it, and not, you just said it way too quickly for me. Okay, ready? The, the Nana. Nana.
0: There we go. We got it. We got there. I'm
1: not editing Editing it to fix it. You
0: never do. <laughs> okay. So, previously on the OC.
1: Ooh. Eddie did a punch.
0: Ryan was in the pool. As
1: a result of the punch. Luke and
0: Julie
1: were doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, Luke said, Don't worry, I'm not fucking Julie Cooper anymore. Literally, as Marissa came out the door Mm
0: -hmm. of the
1: bathroom and was like,
0: I have to go. Ah." One thing about Marissa Cooper, she's always got to get out of there.
1: She does. Constantly got to get out of there. Uh-huh. She's got to get out of that place. Yes. If it's the last thing she ever does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, did you have any news that you wanted to news about uh, before?
1: Uh, SAG-AFTRA has officially sent out Strike um
0: authorization authorization
1: ballots. yeah to membership to see cuz what their contract is up june 30th
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so they may strike in solidarity with the writers guild of america which would be dope as hell
0: my favorite internet thing that was said about it someone said you think writers are annoying on a picket line get ready <laughs> for actors <laughs> so
1: yeah i love to see labor flexing its muscles um, what else uh, what else is news um, do you want to talk about Vanderpump rules and everything going on
0: <laughs>
1: What's Scandavall is that news
0: hashtag Scandival. yeah um, well, the season finale of Vanderpump Rules just aired uh, Wednesday, and I did not see it till Thursday, and then subsequently I asked strongly if we could go pick up a bottle of Lisa Vanderpump Rosé, <laughs> and Evan was kind enough to... <laughs> Take me to the place That had the Lisa of hand Or pump rosé <laughs> And all I have to say Is both of the Toms Are atrocious But Tom Schwartz Is worse
1: Really than Tom Sandoval Yes Which one is the one With the mustache Sandoval And you think Schwartz Is worse What and does dude. Schwartz do
0: Schwartz Does a thing Where he Is A covert Narcissist Mm-hmm Sandoval is up front with his narcissism. Schwartz wants to be everybody's friend, has no backbone, mm-hmm. does not stand up for the people that he cares about, mm-hmm. and is just as bad, if not worse. But it's all behind the scenes. Did
1: he did he cheat on Ariana with Raquel?
0: He cheated on Katie many times before oh. they got divorced.
1: Boo. Yeah.
0: But then was like, no, I would never do that.
1: So you'll notice that my <clears throat> my facial hair is sort of like... It grew out really quickly this time from when I shaved. Uh-huh. Should I just shave it down no. to a mustache tomorrow?
0: No. Absolutely not. No. And
1: then I could make this face. Like, sad Tom Scandoval.
0: Listener, he's making a frowny face. It's
1: the Tom Sandoval face. If it's you just look Zandoval up Tom face. Sandoval mustache... The odds are fifty to one that he'll be making that face if you find it on your DuckDuckGo results, <laughs> which is where you should be searching. You should not be using Google. Also, download Firefox and uBlock Origin,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, please, because any Chrome browser is selling all of your data. Uh huh. And and worse, they're just giving all of your stuff to the FBI and the not the CIA, but the NSA.
0: Oh, I have news that has nothing to do with any of these things.
1: Oh, do it. still in the news corner.
0: Belgium has dropped off the top five of places that have downloaded our episodes. (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh, no. We have scared off the Belgians. Oh, no. It was probably that one time where we were like, hi, Belgians. Belgians are like... They're like the birds of the bird feeder.
1: If you recognize them, they fly away. You cannot acknowledge them. You cannot We
0: beheld the Belgians and they flew the coop. Yeah. Not the Marissa coop. Uh,
1: Uh, Ah. 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 All right. Topical. That's that's the end of the news. (laughs) Let's talk about episode 23, The Nana.
0: The Nana. Okay.
1: You remember chronologically what fucking happens. Let's hit these beats.
0: So we open with everybody running around trying to find Marissa Cooper's ass.
1: Oh, yeah. So unlike a lot of episodes, we we are in medias res, mm-hmm. immediately following the events of the last episode. A lot of the times it'll be like, you know, you'll see your previously on, and then it will be a few days or a day later or a few weeks later or whatever. This is the same day. Um, It's very early in the morning and the boys have... uh, Luke and Ryan have been looking everywhere trying to find Marissa.
0: They went to the beach. They went to the restaurant. They went to the other restaurant. (laughs) They went to the psychiatrist? No.
1: I can't remember. Um, Ryan called the hotel... To see if what's his if Oliver was out of the hospital and he's still in the hospital, they, so yeah, they were all over the place. It's yep. very early in the morning now; they've been running around all night.
0: So they're coming back into the pool house, and who is curled up on Ryan's bed in the pool house, having not looked one iota for Marissa Cooper, but Seth Cohen?
1: He's coiled up in his own coils.
0: Like a little baby
1: ball python. With <laughs> and Luke's like, Get the fuck up, Cohen! Did she call? And Cohen's like, No, the the, the ringer would have
0: I would have heard the ringer if she called, and then he looks at his phone, Oh I missed a call. Not,
1: that's weird, there's a missed <laughs> call. I don't know how that happened. He said he was um, what, adjusting his back not falling not falling asleep.
0: <laughs> I guess there was a quote from Lord of the Rings in here somewhere that might have been the part where I said, what did he say to you? And you didn't really answer. Oh. Hmm. But this is lost to the annals of time. Damn. Um. Uh. Buh. R- yep.
1: <laughs> so they're trying to figure out where else they can search.
0: Yep. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, we are reminded of Marissa's history of kind of not being very kind to herself and overdosing and trying to run away. And they reiterate that they need to find her. And, oh, Julie comes into the scene. That's right. And Luke is like, Google eyes.
1: Yeah, um, what he says, um, she's like, where's Marissa? She didn't come home last night. Uh, she ran aw- away. Why did she run away? What did you do? It's not a thing we did. It's what you did.
0: This is also Ryan, right? She's trying to blame everything on Ryan.
1: Yeah. Um, Luke's like. She knows. They know. She knows. They all know. Marissa knows. <laughs> and Julie's No, left. this
0: is important. They do not all know. Uh, not in the grand scheme of things, like everybody in the world just did not know, but everybody in the room does. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Julie's like, Ever- uh, boys, excuse me, I need to have a conversation with Ryan. She's like, you gotta v- bring her the fuck back, and he's like, maybe you should have kept your goddamn dick in your pants, you fucking horn dog. Uh.
0: Is this the part where she says, where she confesses to Luke, like? I'm the adult, like the stuff that we were talking about last That was time. later. That's a later scene? Okay. That was later, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. All yeah, right, yeah. we'll get to that later. Don't you even worry about it, kids. Folks. We'll fucking get there. Folks, spelled with an X. We're going to try and keep this under three hours as <laughs> usual is our goal.
0: Yes. Because you just got up from a nap, basically. <laughs> you're, a, you're, you're a little tired, Evie.
1: It was pizza and asparagus night, everybody.
0: Yep. And naps.
1: Party animals. We
0: are the partiest of animals. Um, So uh, Julie's like, I'm going to find her. And Ryan's like, not if I find her first. Yep. Yep. So... There is a entire, we open back up after the credits onto the breakfast nook, and there is a long, long table filled with all of the carbohydrates that you could ever want. This will be very funny in about two minutes.
1: It made me want pancakes so badly.
0: Well, lucky for you, we don't have any. (laughs) Why
1: is that lucky for me? I don't know. What? That's the opposite of what I would like. I'm sorry. If we have no pancakes and I want... pancakes (laughs) pancakes <laughs> i want a number that's higher than none
0: well we are going out to the brunch next weekend and we can continue that's next weekend okay what? i i don't know what to tell you dude I'll,
1: well, I'll, well i mean you know the, the fact of the matter is we live in a culture that has tried to acclimate us to immediate gratification for even the smallest of urges and the fact of the matter is that's not healthy it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for the planet. M- least of all me.
0: But if you really wanted pancakes, I could probably make some. But also, I would Do like to Do we have go what to you to need bed. to make pancakes? It's flour and eggs and, like, milk. Do you have milk? I have half an So they would be even more delicious.
1: Oh, shit, really?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, shit. But here's the problem is every single time that we've ended up making pancakes, because there's no recipe that's like,
0: here's... Pancake
1: for one. Three pancakes. Yeah, no, it's like, here's 75 pancakes to feed 50 hungry lumberjacks.
0: Also, the problem is, if you scaled the recipe down that far, you would have to do, like, a third of an egg.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good luck, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so you're stuck with 18 pancakes or no pancakes. That's, Mm -hmm. you know, if it's... a. it's, it's, it's the problem of hot dogs versus hot dog buns. The minimum amount of pancakes you can have if you're making them yourselves is 22 pancakes. <laughs> That's like where they start they, and then they go in increments of 22. So you yep. can either have 22, 44, 88, like, wait, 66. I'm not good with math. It's fine. It doesn't matter.
0: So the reason for all this pancakes is Haley is now back in the Cohen stronghold. She is folded into the bosom of the Coens. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she wants to... Folded like an
1: egg into delicious pancakes. Yep. Do you fold eggs into pancakes, or do you you beat it? You beat them. Okay. Is there anything you fold
0: in pancakes? I don't think so. I'm
1: thinking of, like, a pavlova. Yeah. Okay. Do you have what you need to make, a pavlova?
0: Yes. I don't want a pavlova. Have you seen our oven? I want pancakes. A pavlova would, (laughs) like... Explode. (laughs) You'd open you'd crack open the door to the oven and it would be little tiny fireworks (laughs) spewing. Because if you recall Pavlova, you're supposed to like let it sit in the oven for like I don't know
1: It needs to cool a long
0: time. Yeah. Yeah, For like like two hours or something
1: before you can touch it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It might even be like overnight. Yeah, I like, know our oven gets way too hot Yep. to make a pavlova, I think.
0: Yep. So. Haley. Haley.
1: Folded into the bosom.
0: And to thank everyone for taking her away from the crop top stripper factory. Yep. She makes... All of the carbohydrates that anybody could ever want Throughout this entire scene They're all kind of making motions like they're eating But there's only (laughs) one blueberry consumed Yes I think Kirsten walks into the scene And Seth is like, hey mom, have a blueberry And like chucks it at her Yeah, she pops it in the mouth I I do hope that whatever uh, The best boy grip Got to have some pancakes after this scene.
1: I mean, those things had been sitting in hot studio lights for six hours by the time they were done shooting this scene. So no, I don't think any of that food was maybe even real. Who knows?
0: Whom knows?
1: Yeah, right. Seth is like, Mom, Haley made all this food. And Haley's like, I just wanted to show my gratitude. So then... A tornado in the shape of Sandy Cohen
0: Sandy Anthony Cohen
1: Flies into the room and he's like Fuck! We gotta get rid of all of the bread! <laughs> Throw it away! And he starts grabbing every piece of bread that he can find And chucking it into a bag And um, they're like, Sandy, what the fuck? And he's like, it's Passover! My mom, Nana's coming from New York!
0: She, we can't she can't see any bread. And everyone's like, oh shit, the nana. The nana. The nana. Of nana's
1: uh meatloaf fame. Yes. Um
0: of nana that's weird that they don't mention the meatloaf.
1: They don't mention the meatloaf. It is weird, isn't At it? At any
0: point in this episode, they made a huge deal out of it. Cause he's
1: incredibly proud of how delicious his nana's meatloaf is. Yeah
0: so He's like we gotta get rid of the bread and then he tries to uh, there's a conversation <laughs> he gets
1: you done with these he grabs the plate of okay. pancakes and she's like no <laughs> <laughs> sorry what there was a conversation about what no
0: that's what i was i don't remember what they said but kirsten and sandy were left at the end of the scene and wrestling uh, wrestling over the pancakes yeah Yes. It made me want pancakes even more. I'm very sorry. Also, we don't have any maple syrup. We don't? No. So, like, it would... Really? I could have sworn I used it in stir fry recently. Did I use the rest nope. of it? Nope. We haven't had it for a long time, so they would be sad. Really? Syrupless pancakes. Are you honestly... Ladies and gentlemen, he is walking over to the refrigerator to look because he does not believe me.
1: I just could have swore I was you.
0: This person...
1: What was I using in stir-fry to sweeten... Honey! Yeah. I've been using honey to sweeten stir-fry.
0: You could put honey on pancakes, I guess. Nah. Ugh. No?
1: If I was some kind of weird
0: freak. <laughs> All right, get back here. We have an episode to talk about.
1: Welcome back from commercial break.
0: I've never believed... You never believe me. No,
1: I no, it's just my memory. Believe women in my in my memory. I'm pouring syrup over these these greens and and ginger, and it, I guess it's been honey the last few times. It's not you, honey. It's my shitty, shitty memory. Whatever. Wow.
0: <laughs> so we learn that it's Seder. and they are getting rid of all of the bread for passover we also learn that the cohen family has never had a seder dinner on their own they've always gone to the the uh ackermans ackermans who we i don't think exist actually in the world of this show um and he's it's it's a lot to drop on kirsten The it, it it you know the day of passover like hey by the way we need some brisket.
1: Oh, yeah. He's in the fridge. He's like, we don't have a brisket. <laughs> <laughs> he's freaking out. And, oh, uh, uh, is, is Seth telling Ryan about how scary Nana is? Yes. Seth spends most of the entire episode just warning people about how terrifying Nana is.
0: Yes. Except for the end when he makes me feel things and I resent him deeply. Well, for we're it. not there yet. No, we're not. What happens next, Evan?
1: I don't fucking remember.
0: <laughs> I was
1: cramming asparagus and pizza in my gullet.
0: Oh for God's sake.
1: I just woken up from a nap.
0: Um Okay. Now we cut to Summer's bedroom. They are not boning. Thank God. Um as was it was established 2 episodes ago that they bone a lot. Hey everybody reddit backslash we have sex <laughs> um uh but they're talking about passover oh the whole thing the whole reason that they are flitting around and going crazy about passover back at the cohen's house is because the nana is coming yeah for Passover, did we yeah, yeah. did we touch yeah, yeah, on this? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My all mother's right.
1: coming from New York. Yep, yep. yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Just just making sure. Yep. She's she's a New York old lady. Yep. Who's coming for the Passover? Yep. Yep. So now we're in summers. We're firing on all cylinders tonight. This is fucking <laughs> great. Um <laughs> uh, I think this is a scene where uh, Summer is like, "Are why don't you want me to come to Passover? Are you ashamed of me?"
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's like, "I want to." Okay, and this is actually. She's a, like,
0: "I want to meet the." Nana. It's a piece
1: of consistency because if we recall from a billion episodes ago, uh, literally Summer one billion is a candy striper at the hospital. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, um, specifically for the old people. And uh, she says, I love old people. I'm great with old people. Um, I think she says, like, nanas or whatever, right? I'm good with grandparents or something like that. And it's like, yeah, okay, I actually buy that. Like, that actually makes perfect sense. Yep. Summer is, yeah, apparently, you know, she's someone who appreciates. Also, Summer loves to make a good impression for the family members of people that are important to her.
0: Judging from her headgear this episode, she is also an excellent adjacent to
1: yeah um so she's like i really want to meet your grandma and seth is like no i'm gonna she's like you're ashamed of me and he's like no no no, i'm not ashamed of you i'm protective of you i don't want to i don't want you to be hurt <laughs> i don't want you to
0: expose you to this lady who is terrible
1: yeah yeah yeah. because yeah.
0: that's the through line with nana that's what everyone says about her excuse me the nana yeah that she's awful and mean and scary is the word that
1: they use most often.
0: Scary. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, he kisses he, her on the forehead and is like, um, I'll see you later. I got to try and get a brisket or something. I don't remember. Is, is he going to get the brisket?
0: Unclear.
1: Yeah. He does something. I there's,
0: there's a Rosa count in this episode. Well, and... We do
1: see her. No. She is mentioned by name. Also, um, Kat, Ca- Ca- Caitlin, Caitlin is mentioned by name, although we also do not see her.
0: But they're
1: invoked.
0: I'm confused about the extent of Rosa's realm (laughs) because wouldn't she do the grocery shopping? No, they love doing grocery shopping. There was that one episode where they were taking all of the bags of Lay's out of the trunk of their car. Yeah. Because Lay's was sponsoring the episode (laughs) or some shit.
1: Yeah, this episode doesn't have a beer sponsorship, but it was sponsored by, was it a Sprite? Sprite. uh, Yeah, okay. God, we'll get there. This is a long episode. (laughs) Um, So, but then we leave that scene. Summer makes a face and that face says to the audience, oh, I'm going to show up unannounced and I'm going to meet this Nana. Yeah. I will make a good impression upon this Nana.
0: Is this the part where she starts, she vows to like read the entire Torah?
1: No, that's much later. Okay. Are we really in
0: fireworks season already? I guess we're in fireworks season.
1: Wow. Okay, uh, listeners, you may or may not be able to hear random fireworks going off because it's 50 degrees out and we live in Wisconsin.
0: 60, excuse you.
1: And that's... That's reason enough for people to set off random fireworks in our neighborhood. Yep. Anyway, next scene.
0: Next scene. Um, they're talking about, oh, I have to leave to pick up the nana at the airport. Blah blah blah. They're all kind of flitting around and.
1: Uh, oh, oh yeah, um, what? Sorry, keep going.
0: Sandy comes into the room and uh, the where everyone is, and he's like, "Does someone want to go with me?" And everybody kind of looks at their hands, and he's like, <laughs> "Anybody, Bueller?" Etc. <laughs> Seth. <laughs> Seth is the, the blood relation of this lady. Seth is a kind of a little bitch in this episode. You know what he
1: hides, he hides his face in his hands and points to Ryan. Yes, and Sandy's like, Ryan, anybody, anybody at all, want to come with me? This really reminds me of um, Jesus Christ Superstar.
0: Uh, there is the scene where they pick up Jesus at the airport. <laughs>
1: Well, wow, fuck, I used to be able to do it. I used to, I used to have it memorized. Um. Jesus no, Christ. No no, 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 no. At the airport. Shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> He goes, <laughs> <laughs> Um. Um, fuck. He's like, well, uh, none of you stay awake with me, Peter. John, James, la-da-da-da-da, will no one, will none of you wait with me,
0: Peter. This comparison feels anti-Semitic. He was a Jew! (laughs) But all of this is moot because who comes through the doorway and is like, why the fuck is your door open? Yeah, it's great. Why, your door is wide open. If, if,
1: uh, uh, someone could come in, steal everything, and murder all of us.
0: who's <laughs> what she says. It's the Nana, everybody. It's the,
1: it's the Nana. And I'm going to say this right off the bat. Whoever plays, the actor that plays the Nana is the best actor that this show has Hands down, no competition. She is the best actor this television program has ever hired. She is phenomenal.
0: I'm going to say, of the. Who do you think is the most consistent actor of the regular cast? Sandy. Yeah. Yeah. Peter
1: Gallagher is by far the most. Yeah. Yeah. The most convincing actor. Yeah.
0: What about Kirsten? No. No?
1: I mean, she's fine, but it's she's fine. no Peter Gallagher. I hope that I'm not just being swayed by my love of his eyebrows.
0: Linda Lavin is the such a good, name.
1: Such a good fucking actor. She's very good. Really incredible.
0: We stand. She's probably dead by now. I don't know. If she's alive, I apologize.
1: <laughs> well, I guess we'll look it up later. Do you want me to Google it?
0: No. So...
1: They're, what, they're like she's, oh my god could it be her Yeah, and she's like ah! and they're like oh my god it is her and uh, she comes in and Sandy's like mom what are you doing here I was going to just come and get you and she says well then you would have been very late because I'm here oh don't worry Bubba I uh my plane came in early I took a taxi to surprise you are you surprised
0: and he's like I'm shitting myself <laughs> Um, she is generally nice to everyone and it's like, oh, look at the view. Look at the backyard. And everyone is kind of making like freaked out eyes at each other (laughs) because they're not used to her being nice. Yeah. It's a whole thing.
1: Yeah. at what they keep saying things like, who is this woman and what has she done with the Nana?
0: Yes. Um, so there's some, there's a line that happens that triggers Ryan to go to Chino. Oh
1: fuck, we missed the part with the sheets. That's where they do the rose account. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So before that part
0: They're freaking out upon the impending arrival of the Nana and Kirsten is making a bed.
1: Nope. She walks in uh to their bedroom, to their master bedroom And Sandy is yanking the sheets off the bed. Yes. She's like, what are you doing? Rosa just made the bed. There's the Rosa drop. Uh And he's like, these sheets are far too nice. Uh, She's going to come in here and look at these sheets and she's going to think that we spend money on things. And he's like, she's never saved money in her life. And the second she scrimps and saves for a public job, she gives it all to the ACLU.
0: She is a social worker.
1: Yeah. 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 so that was the scene that we missed.
0: I am not a social worker, but I am social worker adjacent. And I can tell you, we don't have a savings either. <laughs> Listeners, our cash app. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we don't have a cash app. We don't have a Patreon. We're never going to have any of those things.
1: We're never going to make a fucking red cent off of this.
0: We're doing this for the love of the O.C. Yeah, <laughs> California. California. Okay,
1: that's... Here we
0: come. <laughs> um. Anyway. Anyway. So there's something that is said around Ryan that triggers him to go look for Marissa... In Chino, yeah,
1: they've been looking everywhere.
0: And someone is oh, like, "Oh, oh,
1: oh, 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 oh!" It's Seth. Yeah. Um, he's like, I don't know who that woman is, but she's getting along with everybody. Um, and
0: and she's not the nana.
1: Yeah, he's like, this is this is not the nana. It's like, um, it's like Wolverine. And Scott Ackerman.
0: Ant-Man. Cyclops.
1: Cyclops.
0: Um, Explain that reference.
1: So uh, they both... Um, Cyclops is engaged to Jean Grey. Um, Wolverine has a crush on Jean Grey. Jean Grey also has a crush on Wolverine, but also loves Cyclops. So Cyclops and Wolverine both love Jean Grey. Um And therefore, they hate each other. Uh, They have nothing in common. Cyclops is very, like, you know, um, clean-cut, you know, American goody-goody. And Wolverine is a psychopath, you know, sort of, like, raised on the streets.
0: He was James... uh, Cyclops was James Marsden, right?
1: Yep. Yep, 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 yep.
0: Everybody, watch Jury Duty.
1: We have no... We've, this is not a call to action we don't have any cards in this horse race um, like and subscribe <laughs> Jesus <laughs> anyway that's where he's like you know it's two people who have nothing in common and now suddenly they're goody goody in show toe shoes in bed with each other and that's when Ryan is like I know where Marissa is laughing
0: So, Ryan takes his little wife beater. I heard someone refer to a wife beater as a wife pleaser. And I think I find that more offensive. That's even for worse. For reasons I no, can't. No, that's
1: even. Can't we just call it a tank top? Because no, it's a tank top, isn't it?
0: It's a tank top, but we're contractually obligated to call it something adjacent to wife.
1: <laughs> they call them wife beaters on the show, don't they? Yeah. 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 What an awful name. Yeah. What a terrible, that's just bad.
0: There could be a whole like thesis done about the origins of why that's called Wife Beater. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you have done a thesis on why it's called Wife Beater, you should find us on
1: O-Y-G-W-W-T-O-C. <laughs> .tumblr.com please, We desperately want engagement of any kind. Please. Please. Please listen to our podcast. You, know- <laughs>
0: <laughs> you really want engagement?
1: I don't fucking know. I don't-
0: <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. So, yeah, he shows up at the door of who?
0: Teresa.
1: Teresa. Who was also
0: in the previously on. Yep. Uh,
1: And she says, took you long enough. (laughs) You should have called me. She asked me not to.
0: It's almost like there are people who respect each other's boundaries. What? They're not the main characters. Yeah, none of
1: them are the main characters. (laughs)
0: So Marissa... Bust
1: through boundaries like fucking Kool-Aid man. And this is a question I had a few days ago. Kool-Aid man does say, oh yeah. All right. So there you go. We figured that one out. Good to know. Yeah, but they're like, boundaries? Oh yeah, smash. (laughs) (laughs) You ask me politely not to do a thing? I'm going to do it. Oh yeah.
0: So Marissa, despite the kind of fraught tension... I think that was between her and Teresa. The last time Teresa was seen in uh, the OC, uh, Marissa has escaped to Chino to stay in Teresa's incarcerated brother's bedroom.
1: Well, now I'll tell you, okay. I, I, uh- a tiny bond has been forming. This is my normal search for consistency, right? Okay. A tiny bond, I think, has been forming. And you can tell me if you think that I'm off base here. Because Marissa got Teresa a dress to wear so she could come to the Cohen's party last time.
0: Oh, Remember?
1: yeah. So they have kind of... Now they're sort of, like, taking care of each other. Because they're both, like... They're... I don't know. They're sort of similar... I hate to say it, sort of similar to Cyclops and Wolverine. They share a person in common, but very similar to Cyclops and Wolverine, that person is is also very complicated because Jean Grey eventually becomes Phoenix, who is the most powerful mutant on the planet Earth, and she kills Dr. Xavier.
0: Do you think that's why they chose that specific metaphor?
1: I can only hope. Hmm. I can only hope.
0: So... Yep Yep Marissa's hiding At Teresa's house Uh Ryan shows up Um What's his name Eric Balfour What's his character Eddie name? Eddie Eddie is like You show up on this The day of my Engagement party
1: This Well he goes of Course he shows up Today Today The day of and he doesn't say anything <laughs> And he walks past him Cause he's carrying a A box of Unlabeled beers Or something because I do not have a beer sponsor for this episode. Yes. Um and uh, Ryan's like the day of the day of what? What is today? Why is this?
0: That's what he Ryan's sounds like.
1: Voice. That's what he sounds like. It's like Teresa. What is today?
0: He's thinking about crypto. <laughs> He's like Teresa. What's today? And she's like it's the engagement party of me of me my engagement party (laughs) are we I don't don't know what's happening we're (laughs) fucking I don't know what's happening all in the family (laughs) (laughs) that was one of the days
1: (laughs) I don't know what's fucking happening
0: we're tired it's been a long week we're doing this for you
1: it's on Friday it's Friday everybody
0: it's Friday night um okay so eric balfour is mad ryan's not leaving they cut back to the plot line that i care the least about in this entire episode Haley and jimmy
1: oh god that's right that's our that's our c plot i want to say
0: i want to say in terms of how much I care about it? The f plot. Yeah, it's. I don't. It's, give, it's, it's a the single single off shit.
1: plot. Yeah, I don't give a single shit about this fucking plot.
0: Like, I'm trying to think about the logistics of them balancing teen soap opera plot lines with adult soap opera plot lines. Uh huh. Like, who did they think their audience was? Yeah. No one gives a fuck.
1: No. 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 No yeah you know what that's a really actually that's a great fucking question who in the 2000s was the full demographic of people watching this show obviously you and you were in your late 20s
0: mm-hmm.
1: mid20s yeah um what time was it on in when it was when it was airing
0: it was prime time so, so I what, think like that s- they were probably trying to appeal to the families that were watching it. Together. So they for needed. some reason. Kid plot, adult plot. Which is why, like, every other episode feels like a fucking, uh, after school special, very <laughs> special episode of. <laughs> the one where Marissa overdoses, mm. the one where blah, 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 blah. And this, without spoiling too much, but we have been talking for so long already, I'm just gonna say it. Yep. The Nana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they throw in... Yeah, they do. Yeah. A cancer plot line. Yep, 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 yep. yep. And we're just going to... We're just going to... We're going to wing it. We're going to go freeform. The reason... We don't care about the Haley and Jimmy plot. No. And no one is listening to this for the um, sparkling, pinpoint-precise recall... I'll, I'll stop you right there.
1: No one's listening to this. <laughs> Yeah, the general Jimmy Haley plot line is—it's so dumb. It goes back and forth because they flirt in every scene, uh-huh. and then when Haley does eventually get Jimmy alone, uh, what what happens? She she's, goes to his place, or he goes to yeah. hers. What fucking she, happens? She
0: brings all of the carbs from the Cohen's house, and they can't—that's right—to his of, shitty
1: bachelor pad.
0: Yep, and she's sad like, sad I come bachelor pad bearing gifts.
1: These are all the cabs. In the whole wide world, that I'm not allowed to have because
0: you're you're eating. You're what are you doing? No, she does not sound like that at all. She's
1: like Jimmy. I brought all these carbs, and uh, she's like, and also I brought this, and she smooches, and he's like, ah, no, 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 no. We, we uh, the, uh, no, your tongue uh, is a carb. <laughs> He's like no, we can't. We can't. It's not right. And she's like, "Well, why the fuck have you been dick teasing me then this whole fucking time with the flirting and the saying that you like me and
0: the blah and, and the, the showing up in Los Angeles and the dragging me home and
1: the saving me and the yada yada and this and he's like, be, be- because um because I'm not sexually attracted to you uh, because I don't want to have a relationship with you." And she's like, "Fine, I'm leaving. Bye." Yep. And honestly, good for her because. Fucking his discount George Clooney fucking hairstyle and like wrinkly fucking forehead and the fact that he's like a failed dad who stole millions of dollars of and money and managed one to lost it. Shirt. <laughs> and wears oh, this is the other thing. Uh, when they first meet each other in this episode, um, he you know he checks in to see how she's doing. He is wearing yeah. A button-down short sleeve, sky blue shirt, gray- grayish-greenish-brown cargo pants that don't seem to know exactly what color they're choosing not to be. She is wearing two tank tops and low-rise jeans <laughs> and thongs.
0: Why wear one tank top when you could wear two?
1: Was that That was a thing from the 2000s, wasn't it? I think Two tank tops Two spaghetti strap tank tops On top of each other
0: I did not personally experience that Perhaps it was more of a California thing Maybe they got cold (laughs) (laughs) But
1: Her first pair of spaghetti straps got cold So she put the other pair of spaghetti straps On top of them
0: Yeah Yeah Precisely Anyway we continue to not give one single shit
1: Yeah no I don't give a fuck about it
0: About this storyline So um, we're back with Nana and Sandra, Anthony Cohen in I probably the kitchen because Passover. Um, Sandy is arguing that he took the more prestigious job, not at the public defender's office, so he could spend more time with his family. And the Nana is like, "Nah, dude, that's bullshit." Because you're opening a restaurant. hmm And as we know from the two episodes of The Bear that we watched, running a restaurant is hard. Also, we watched a lot of Kitchen Nightmares. There you go, yeah. Yes.
1: Yes. Restaurants are notoriously difficult to keep open.
0: And you don't get quality time as such. No. Oh, throwback to Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> Tom Schwartz... And Katie divorced partially because they were trying to open a bar slash lounge slash restaurant. Nope. And he was never around.
1: Nope. It's not the done thing.
0: Not the done thing. Don't fucking do it.
1: The conflict of this scene primarily comes from Sandy being like, what's with this whole nice lady shtick? Why are you here? Uh, I invite you every year and you never come because you're too busy so why the fuck are you here now? Um,
0: And she's like, I have cancer!
1: Yeah, she's like, I came, you idiot, because this might be the last time you get to see me because I fucking have cancer. Yep. And he's like, fuck my fucking ass you do. You fucking fake ass fucking bitch. And uh, she's like, well, Dr. Tully says that I've got four to six months so suck on it.
0: This was a good five to eight years before my mother got diagnosed with lung cancer. Yeah. Um, so I didn't quite view this episode with the same gravitas as I did this time. I- I'm just gonna go ahead and say the villain of this episode is cancer.
1: Yeah, the villain of this episode is cancer.
0: The villain of all time is cancer.
1: Yeah, you know what? Actually, thinking about it, really nobody in this episode takes any any like villainous actions. Um, like Luke is deeply misguided at one point. But he is also a teen. Yeah. He's also a team and his intentions are good.
0: Yeah. And I know the road to
1: hell is paved with good intentions, but like, I yeah, I do, I do think the fucking villain of this episode is cancer. Like, yes, it's kind of, you know, it's, this is one of the better episodes, honestly, of this fucking show just to sort of be jumping all around the place. My, my conclusion of this episode is it's very, very good. The actor that plays Nana is exceptional uh, I like that this episode is tying up a lot of strings because it's tying up loose ends because uh, this show loves nothing more than fraying loose ends. It fucking loves cutting open new loose ends because that's how you elongate a story in American television, yep. obviously, is you just have loose ends because then you string people along, yada, yada, yada. But I really like that this, this episode – and it's usually the episodes that conclude – with a crane shot uh, at some kind of heartwarming event, mm-hmm. which this episode concludes with a, a crane shot of uh, us lo- us leaving Seder as they're just getting the Seder meal underway. Underway, we
0: did for a second think that Oliver was going to be perched in a tree, <laughs> but yes, go on.
1: Um, so uh, uh, this this episode concludes very nicely. The uh, impending weirdness of the continuation of the stupid Ryan Teresa subplot, the the Teresa Eddie subplot, because even though uh, Ryan ostensibly did sort of crash their party to try and retrieve Marissa, he ended up being able to attend Teresa's engagement party. And she regretted not inviting him in the first place. And they sort of make up and he's like, well, invite me to the wedding. And she's like, you know, you know what? I fucking will invite you to the wedding. He gets to make up with Eddie because uh, Eddie's friends rough him up a little bit uh, and they bloody his arm um, because he is not wanted at that time. But I then they like sort of reconcile. that
0: shot was either really well done or real mm. when he skinned his arm. That looked like a real ass skinned arm to me. I don't think they have the makeup budget.
1: <laughs> or the wherewithal. They
0: spent all their money on the additional tank top. <laughs> the second tank top for <laughs> Haley. <laughs> anyway, I've been I've been yammering. So I'm gonna tell you something really dumb. But it's dumber than the whole scandal thing? Scandival is, okay, first of all, here's the reason why it's not dumb. Ready? The exact same thing happened to me. Scandival? Yes. When I was in my youth, my boyfriend cheated on me with our mutual best friend. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of a, it's a, it's a microcosm for every woman who has ever had to deal with a fucking dipshit Mm -hmm. in their life but that's not what i wanted to say okay i wanted to say the thing that really struck me about the nana's acting one of my favorite things that actors do Is when two people are having a close conversation And one of them is looking into the other person's eyes You can see the eye movement They're kind of tracking the other person's face Mm -hmm. Like the little flick movements Like back and forth and back and forth Like I'm looking at your face I'm looking at your face I told you it's so dumb I love it And she's so good at it
1: Yeah No, I also noticed that She is very, very good
0: at it Is that like a thing that other people notice? I wonder Listeners, (laughs) Listeners, <laughs> visit our Tumblr. <laughs> if you have an invitation to Blue Sky, <laughs> give it to us, and we'll go on Blue Sky at whatever. And her
1: diction, her enunciation, yeah. her facial expressions, yeah. like the body language, everything—so good. Mm-hmm. She is an exceptional actor. Uh, And was a joy to watch.
0: This makes me think that she is someone's actual mother on the cast or crew and they called in a favor. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's like, I don't know, community service. The
1: Cohen family (laughs) spends the entirety of this episode beating up this old woman with cancer. Like, they neg her... Just irredeemably the entire time. And like, I know it's all, they're dredging up all these things from their past. Like, Sandy will not let it go that she was always working. And she's like, you left home when you were 16. And he's like, I left home because you were constantly working and it didn't seem like you fucking wanted me there.
0: Okay, but you have a preternaturally close relationship with your immediate family. Mm Mm-hmm. I can see, I'm going to give them all the benefit of the doubt here. I can see why people would be mad if someone dropped into their lives and said, BT dubs going to die. <laughs> Let's have this brisket. No further questions.
1: <laughs> I will not be taking further questions <laughs> at this time.
0: I, I, I'm not saying that this is an accurate portrayal of a dysfunctional family. It is not. It is not an accurate portrayal of anything ever in the world, except for possibly torsos. No, not even that. (laughs) No, it's not an accurate depiction of torsos. (laughs) (laughs) But I will say that this is a legit thing to be mad about.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of conflict. Um, And it's really funny because Sandy mentions at the very beginning of the episode all the things that he knows that she's going to say. Yep. And she does eventually end up saying them, (laughs) you know, which is great because it feels like a very authentic, you know, sort of like mother son relationship of this kind, you know, where there was obviously stress because. Um, we learn, I think this is the first fucking time that we learn that Sandy's dad left the family.
0: Yep. I don't think and we that knew that before. And then he has a brother and sister. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 That also lived back in New York. So he did flee the scene when he was 16. That, I, that's the first time we learned that, which makes it even more fucking, um, or cements further in my mind, I should say, that one of the reasons Sandy Took Ryan under his wing is because he sees in Ryan so much of himself.
0: Yeah,
1: right. Um, Family list, sort of motherless, rudderless at sixteen.
0: I mean, that's basically been the voiceover every single fucking episode. Yeah, they don't have voiceovers on the show, but if there were voiceovers, it would be Sandy going, you know,
1: like a Wonder Years voiceover. I see myself in that kid. <laughs> yeah, and as I looked at that kid, I said to myself, "That kid is me. <laughs> I'm that kid. I'm that kid." Thirty years ago.
0: Oh God, I and really. I have an opportunity
1: now to help this kid.
0: I really wanted to make a Doogie Howser reference because he makes a little like computer entry at the end of every episode. Oh, that's right. I can't fucking yeah. remember how he frames it. Uh, the, the Sex and the City That's <laughs> where I'm going. <laughs> and just like that. <laughs> He was back in our family. (laughs) Okay, so now we're fucking, I think we're fucking back at the engagement party. And I think this is actually where all of Eric Balfour's uh, dudes best men groomsmen yeah right each Ryan's, handsomer than the last each handsomer than the last
1: yeah eric balfour is like dude what the fuck are you still doing here i'm gonna go in and get myself a drink and by the time i come out you'd better be gone
0: i'm going to get myself a beer tm i'm
1: gonna go get myself yeah, a label is brandless beer <laughs> Uh, because we couldn't get Rolling Rock for this one.
0: Why, bartender, bring me your finest beer.
1: <laughs> I would like your genericest beverage, please.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and, you know, coming from Eric Balfour's perspective, after all of the things that had happened between him and Teresa and Teresa and Ryan and Ryan and him and Teresa and him, yeah, like, I wouldn't fucking want this guy showing up out of the blue of this day of all day... Uh, you two this day. And then... The
0: uh, uh, day, <laughs> day... The day of my engagement party. You choose today.
1: <laughs> my friends are gonna make you laugh and you can't kiss. You know?
0: See... You scooped me on that reference because I can't do a fucking Brando.
1: All you have to do is hard because I haven't shaved, but you just have to grab your cheeks and yank them out. It's hard to do though. <laughs>
0: no no no
1: no! no, no knock them by the corners. You gotta do it by the by the outside. If you do it by the corners, then you just end up sounding weird like this. Today, oh <laughs> That wasn't good. Don't try that again. No,
0: but it's not. Okay. <laughs> so they shove Ryan on the sidewalk. Ryan kind of sprawls out like a like a drama queen, like a gecko
1: on a hot tin, tin roof. <laughs> I don't know. Hot
0: tin Sunday.
1: Uh, like a fiddler on a roof.
0: Yes. Um.
1: Oh, and this is, he keep, his predicament is largely Julie keeps calling him and being like, where the fuck is my daughter? Yeah. If you don't bring her back, I'm calling the police and I'm telling them that you kidnapped her and that they should shoot you on sight and that they should hunt you like a dog. I'm basically, I'm going to call Tommy Lee Jones- And I'm going to say that you killed my wife, uh, (laughs) that you're the one-armed man, and that he should chase you down a sewer drain pipe and say he doesn't care.
0: So this is Ryan's ultimate conflict. He does not want to be there, but he also doesn't want to get arrested.
1: Yeah, he keeps trying to bring Marissa home. Obviously, home is not the place fucking Marissa wants to be because of all of the things. And to to be totally fair, even though... I think it's very funny that at one point she's like, uh, I'll get a job out here, like, yada, yada. I'm like, oh, girly, you have no fucking idea how to take care of yourself. No. Like, literally none. Literally. You've been none. coddled like a babe in swaddling clothes your whole
0: fucking life, and swaddling tank tops, <laughs> swaddling lower and And swaddling belly shirts. <laughs> And swaddling one-shouldered weird
1: fucking things from part last episode.
0: <laughs> anyway, um, I was like, oh,
1: honey, you have no idea how to take care of yourself. You're just going to be a massive burden to this poor family in Chino who cannot afford to fucking add another goddamn mouth to their fucking list. Um, anyway... Uh, she was like, I'll just uh, strike out on my own. So she's being very um, br- sort of bratty. Again, it's totally understandable because there is a living nightmare taking place back in Newport Beach to the tune of her fucking mother yeah. having sex with her ex-boyfriend.
0: it's also very teenage, like, there's a stage of teenage development where you're like, I have no idea how the world works, but mm-hmm. I am going to tell everyone that I do. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Ryan's rock and the hard place is he needs to bring Marissa back. Marissa is not going back. Um, no one else wants him there. Well, no, Eddie doesn't want him there. Teresa's fine with him being there. So Eddie wants him to leave. Marissa wants him to stay. She wants to stay.
0: Marissa does not want him to stay, Marissa. Wants no, that's to right. She also home. wants him to leave. But yeah. he, yes.
1: She just want yeah, okay. And then Julie's like if yeah, I'm sending him a, a fucking mercenary squad to hunt you down if you don't bring my daughter back to me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So now we're back at the passover preparation, the seder preparation. And um Nana is making the brisket and I don't recall all of the things that were said in this scene, but this is the one where she finally yells, I hate the state. I hate sunshine. I hate Schwarzenegger.
1: (laughs) And storms off. Yes. This is another scene where everyone is just giving it to her. Just fucking, I I never
0: loved you, you piece of shit, you fucking blah, blah, blah
1: yeah now you're just gonna fucking die i take
0: umbrage with this
1: okay umbrage umbrage at me
0: they don't hate her they in fact opposite of hate her they would like her to get treatment Mm -hmm. so she doesn't die
1: oh this is where kirsten is like my mom when oh yeah, yeah, yeah when she had breast cancer um was it breast cancer I can't remember.
0: Doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Her
1: mom had breast uh, So some kind of cancer. She was like... We One have of the,
0: the sexy we cancers. We have the best...
1: We have the... <laughs> when my mom <laughs> had beautiful cancer. I don't know. Um, we had the best oncologist. And um, Nana's well, like, did... Uh, did she survive?
0: <laughs> no, okay. That's a joke. But it's also not a joke. Because breast cancer is the most kind of lauded and supported form of cancer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And lung cancer is essentially, like, even if you have never had a history of smoking... Yeah, people are like, oh, you did it to yourself. Yeah.
1: You deserve to die. Yeah, Yeah. it's bullshit, yeah.
0: So there's less money, there's less... Yeah. uh, um, Publicity.
1: Yeah. Nana does make the good point, though. You know did did it save her. And yeah. Kirsten's like, "Well, no."
0: And I don't know what I would do mm-hmm. in that position. I know that my mom hated chemo. I know that she took it really roughly. I know that it's a really Tough philosophical question. Would you rather have four to six really good months or would you rather take a chance Mm -hmm. that you're going to get better and just be in agony?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really rough. Yeah. This show is dealing with it
0: in the best way that it knows how, which is not very well.
1: (laughs) Um, Sand, you know, she's like, yeah, she doesn't want to do it uh sandy's like you could you know you could actually spend time with people she's like like you want to spend time with me you know you never call me yada yada yeah and that's when she's like I hate, <laughs> I hate schwarzenegger
0: yeah for the youth who are listening to this episode because they definitely exist arnold schwarzenegger is an actor who was in uh Namely the Terminator franchise And at one point was a governor of California And I believe he must have been During the filming of this episode I would assume
1: Yes yeah. the, the the Yes The gubernator <laughs> <laughs> Quaid Oh wait no he was Quaid But um, Oh, no, but he talks to himself at one point because he's also Hauser. Hauser! <laughs> you Quaid, I want to thank you for leading me to Quato, leader of resistance of Miles. <laughs> now I'm going to go fuck your wife.
0: What are you talking about? Quaid! Dennis Quaid? No! What?
1: How's that? I'll kill you! (laughs) But you are me! This
0: is the dream! So you're a fan of the Terminator franchise. You think that's the Terminator?
1: Oh, honey. (laughs) Oh, honey.
0: Total Recall? There we go. Okay. Good job. job. Okay. Good job. That was the first thing that I could... Dookie Hauser Dookie Hauser in Total Recall. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're back at Marissa's house, and um, Julie answers the door. Yes, and this is Luke, Luke is there, yes. and this is where they talk about the fact that. Julie is the adult and should have known better.
1: She's in her white tank top. Yep. She's like, Luke, what are you doing here? Caitlin is inside. Uh huh. Apparently. Uh huh. Although we will never see her.
0: I'm wearing my white tank top and the off chance that you can get a glimpse of my nips.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On UPN? Never. Um, WB? Whatever.
0: (laughs) I don't remember. It would absolutely put nips on Fox. You think? 100p. Mm -hmm. This is the network that showed fear factor.
1: Yeah, but, like, eating dog shit on live television is very different from showing a woman's nipples, evidenced by the Super Bowl. But anyway.
0: (laughs) That was CBS.
1: So... She's like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "I just wanted to say I'm sorry." Yeah, and that's where she's like, "Oh, Luke, it wasn't. It was never your fault. I was the adult in these in this equation. It was my job to not be a complete dumbass, and I failed that miserably."
0: But she's also like, "I'm calling all of Marissa's doctors, and I'm going to get her a fifty-one fifty, essentially." Yeah, which that's not, lady, no.
1: Well, I mean, the way that she explains it, it makes sense. Because she's like, she has run away again. Like, what is her other choice at this point?
0: No, I'm going to push back on that because she's reacting to a situation that her mother literally put her in.
1: Well, sure. But, like, put yourself in Julie Cooper's situation. What is she supposed to do?
0: A of all, collaborate with the other parent
1: She does not want him knowing what she was doing. He was already starting to catch wise. And remember a big part of this as Ryan and Marissa uh, accurately predicted is she does not want this getting out.
0: Okay, but this also, no, this just gives me more ammunition for my case. Okay, Let's do it. Talk about it. She wants to ship her away so nobody else finds out. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's Uh, fair. personal growth julie i can sort of get behind mm-hmm. parent julie does not have a clue what the fuck she is doing
1: yeah
0: yeah no it's fair
1: i i would, I would agree with your assessment of that situation
0: and like does any parent ever
1: right they probably not
0: does anybody still wear hats
1: does anybody really know what time it is? Wow, well, none of those notes were correct. <laughs> Let me see if I can come back on the second verse. Does anybody really care about time? If so, I can't imagine why.
0: Is this also a Jesus Christ superstar?
1: It's yeah, uh, Chicago. We've all got time enough to die.
0: Look, the only thing from Chicago that I know is like the
1: uh, oh good god honey no it's not the musical it's the band Chicago oh wow there are some things I know that you don't know about music vanishingly small the number of things that I know that you don't know but uh,
0: the pop pop fizz
1: one of the, one of these days I'll play <laughs> some more Chicago for you did they did 25 or six to four which I, I used to know what regularly.
0: 25 or six to four is and I also know that it's That's measurements of heroin and they're trying to figure out which measurement of heroin to do. Why are you looking at me like that? This is a podcast. No one can see you stare at me. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So this is the part where uh, Sandy and... No, at some point prior to this, Sandy and the Nana have been talking in the backyard about the cancer diagnosis. <gasps> yeah, because she's smoking. smoking. Yeah. yeah.
1: So Nana's out back smoking. This is yes. Cause this is after she ran off saying, "I hate Schwarzenegger." Yep. Because she's outside smoking, and he comes outside, and he's like, "Really? You're kidding me?" And she's like, "Dar," she says, "Doll. The only good thing about cancer is I can smoke as much as I like."
0: Yeah. Um. There's a full ashtray in the backyard. Does the Nana travel with her ashtray? I'm
1: assuming it's Rosa's.
0: That's very (laughs) consistent. Because
1: she needs comfort from these fucking Coens and all their white person shenanigans. (laughs)
0: Let me tell you very briefly about a terribly upsetting TikTok that I saw today. A young lady was like I'm gonna take my Nana nana, We'll say Nana Who worked for us for 30 years Back to the Philippines Do you know why she worked for them for 30 years? Because her employers Wouldn't allow her to get a green card It was the first time The Nana saw her Daughter
1: Wow that's awful
0: Yes, Yep It was very oh. bad And someone just puts that on TikTok, like hashtag relatable content. We're taking my indentured servant back to the Philippines to let her be free because she's old. Wow. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) let's go back to the engagement party.
1: Yeah. Oh, wait. Well, what did they do? So sandy is trying to convince her he's bullying her again
0: <laughs> he spends this entire time bullying her and he and Kirsten again I'm not gonna I don't sorry I didn't mean to cut you off but I'm not gonna classify it as bullying because if I could I'm I'm pulling the dead mom card mm-hmm. if I could have bullied my dead mother into getting the extra treatment and if bullying worked, Mm -hmm. I would have done it all day, every day.
1: Sure, yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. He and Kirsten are making the argument that it's like she's running away, she's giving up, yada yada. Yeah, Yeah.
0: yes. And like, I I can see both sides. I can fully understand why you wouldn't want to spend your last time on Earth going through that mm-hmm. but I also understand people who have never been confronted with a real problem in their lives mm-hmm. suddenly being confronted with death. Yeah. Which is the ultimate problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And being like, bitch, go through the treatment.
1: Yeah. Go go to Doctor Tully. Yes. Yeah, so then he excuses himself. It's a pretty brief, it's a pretty brief scene. Did we go back to the party?
0: Um, no, I think that during oh, this conversation, that's right. yes, 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 Adam Adam yes, 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 yes,
1: Yes, Seth, Seth is, is overhearing this. Yes. Correct, yes. And when Nana stands up after Sandy has excused himself, she sees Seth in the doorway. They make...
0: Meaningful eye contact. eye contact.
1: Yeah. And then he sort of skulks. He slithers away.
0: I do also want to say that Seth's t-shirts made me irrationally angry in this episode. What
1: were they besides very long?
0: Um, There was one that was just three Marshall amps mm-hmm. stacked mm-hmm. uh, next to each other. I don't remember what the other one was, but I think it was also music related. And I yeah. was like, we get it. We get it.
1: You and your fucking Rooney poster. Adam Brody. You like music. You like death cab. If you can call Rooney music. <laughs> it's Rooney, you guys. Rooney. 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 It's Jason Schwartzman's brother, you guys. Don't we love him? Don't we just love him, Oliver? Rooney. Rooney, Rooney, Rooney.
0: Oh, at which which point does the conversation with Kirsten and the Nana happen? Oh! Yeah, is that before or after? Can't remember.
1: It doesn't matter. Let's talk about what that conversation was, though. It's before she talks to Seth. So it's before she excuses herself.
0: Um she basically Kirsten throws some faux Jewish guilt (laughs) at the nana. Why do we we just have fully adopted we're calling her the nana.
1: The character's name is Sophie. Sophia? Sophie. Is it?
0: Is it? I don't remember hearing her name.
1: I'm Googling this This one because I wanna know that I'm right. Give me some Googling music.
0: Da 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 da
1: da. Yep, Sophie Cohen also called the Nana.
0: alright, so, oh, Sophie Cohen. But does anybody call her Sophie?
1: Yeah, I mean they mention it in the show, otherwise I wouldn't have been able to I think I think Seth or not Seth, I think Sandy says something like, all oh, the great Sophie Cohen! Uh marching in picket lines, uh, Having a sandwich. Doing vigilante justice with Charles Bronson, uh, etc.
0: With Charles Bronson?
1: Bronson from the Death Wish movies.
0: Again, I didn't see the Death Wish movies. They're not
1: great. A very young Jeff Goldblum is in the first one, though. He's like so young.
0: I have no specific opinion about Jeff Goldblum.
1: Um, Charles Bronson shoots him, uh, shoots him with a very small, weird looking revolver. Okay. And then he just spends the rest of the movie sneaking around Central Park, looking helpless and shooting people.
0: So do we recall, do we remember what Kirsten is guilting?
1: Yeah. She's basically like, well, you know, if you want to be a schmuck, um, oh
0: yeah. She uses some, she throws around some Yiddish. Mm hmm. As a shiksa. (laughs) As a blonde shiksa. (laughs) It's very impressive. (laughs) Oh, and she does the, if you don't want to get to know your grandson. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, is it there when she says, fine, I'm going to go get treatment?
1: No, 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 no. no. We don't learn about that until after she, because it's no one, no one convinces her to do it except Seth. Seth is the one that really... Gets her to change her mind.
0: Right. Okay. Nope. Don't look at me. What? Don't look at me because I can't figure out what to say when you're looking at me.
1: Well, the okay. So if we want to, we can either go to the conversation between Seth and Nana or we go back. Do it. Well, or we could go back to the party because at some point, uh, at some point, Ryan was trying to get Marissa to go back. Oh, she sees that his arm was injured and she's Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck? And he's like, well, Eddie really doesn't want me here. Please come back with me. And she's like, I'm not coming back with you. I'll go talk to Eddie. Uh, So then at some point after having spoken with Eddie, uh, Ryan is sitting at the table and he's drinking some Coke or something like that.
0: He also carries a bag of ice to.
1: Yeah, he's helping out. Yeah. Um, And uh, oh, at one point, Marissa uh, Marissa is playing with like a little kid yep. with Eddie, yep. and then she goes to talk to Teresa, and Teresa's like, "He's really the best, isn't isn't he?" And Marissa's like, "Yeah, he's really great. You both are. You're both really great." Um,
0: and everyone conveniently glosses over the fact that Teresa is literally seventeen years old. <laughs> everyone yeah, was just like, "Cool, go marry this twenty five year old." Yeah, it's it's fucking weird. Let's you know, it's fucking weird. Yep. Like that, we're too tired to talk about the class implications, <laughs> the race implications, yeah, and we're too white to talk about the latter. So,
1: um,
0: but here we are: a seventeen-year-old is getting married to a twenty-five-year-old, and everyone is like engagement party. And like Teresa,
1: that. Teresa explains it like you know, um, because Marissa's trying to get kind of clarification on the whole Ryan of it all. Yeah, you know. At uh, the Ryan v. Eddie v. Teresa v. Marissa sort of quadrangle of it yep. all. And Teresa sort of sets her mind at ease and is like, I was just confused. Ryan's my oldest friend, but that's it. Um, you know, when I got back, I realized I had nothing to be afraid of, and neither do you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so Teresa sort of builds Marissa up a little bit in that interaction. Um, Ryan has an interaction later with Eddie, which is nice. And these are the strings that I was talking about that we're tying up. Okay. Um Remember, uh Eddie comes out of the house and he sees Ryan and he's like, so you're still here, huh? And Ryan's like, trust me, I, I don't want to be. And uh they have a little heart to heart where Eddie's like, I thought you were here for Teresa at first. And I realized, you know, Yada and Marissa talked with me and, you know, I guess... Now that Arturo and your brother are both in jail, you and I are the last folks from our crew. Um, I can't remember if that conversation resolves itself in a, in a way.
0: I don't... I think it's kind of ambiguous. Mm-hmm.
1: But they seem to be okay with each other by yeah. the end of it.
0: At what point do we get the... Because um, I feel like it's when Marissa is trying to convince Ryan to like put alcohol on his scraped elbow mm-hmm. at what point do we get the herb like trying that's to later. move past him yeah
1: that's later that's later okay. um that's
0: <sighs> fuck what happens
1: oh that's after fucking Luke arrives um or is that no it's before Luke arrives Yeah, cause it's yes okay There's something that makes her really upset. She goes back into Arturo's room. She's getting changed,
0: and that's when to hit the road. I paused and was like, "Oh no!" because it was Ryan's kryptonite. Her bare back. Oh, her back. Yeah. <laughs> she took off the dress that Teresa lent her yeah. and was getting into her clothes and she's like I don't know where I'm going I just have to go I have to go Ryan you have to let me go you have to let me go and he's and like he no and standing in her way I'm not gonna let you go she's like my way Ryan my way I have to run and she does he's like no you can't run <laughs> and she does we're gonna bring it back to Tom Sandoval again She does the crying without the actual tears falling from her eyes. (laughs) Which not everybody can act that way, but clearly at one point during this scene they cut and like put glycerin uh, tears under her eyes. And then she finally like shed a little tear and was like, and they all, they hugged it out and whatever. And she's like, okay, I will go get my clothes.
1: No, I mean, uh, I think she's, she's still like, she's mostly just saying things like, I can't go back. I can't go back. Like her body language is like, I understand I have to go back. Yeah. But her voice is like that. I mean, she's doing a really good job. Misha Burton's doing a great job. Yeah. Like the acting is solid. She's, you know, this this character is just so tormented at this point, yeah. you know? It's just bad thing upon bad thing upon bad thing. Because let's not forget, this character also feels sort of ground un, like uh, groundless, if that's a word I could use, because...
0: Rudderless, I thank think. Thank you. She's be, been sort yeah. of
1: trying to get Ryan back the last yeah. few episodes because of the whole Oliver thing, which is still looming large. Although it looks more and more, at least in this episode, as though Ryan is leaning towards forgiveness in that
0: respect. There's some comment that somebody makes about maybe it's Teresa like him not being able to really exist without her, or maybe he says that too.
1: He says, What would I do without you well, or something you that? like yeah. that? Yeah. Um So, yeah, she sort of, like, collapses in his arms. And then uh, Teresa's mom is like, Ryan, someone's here for you. And Judy goes outside. Who the fuck is it? It's It's Luke. It's fucking Luke. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? This is the worst possible fucking timing. You have to go. Luke's like, not without Marissa. And it's like, oh, my God, all these white boys are coming to this poor fucking family's goddamn party. Just ruining it with their goddamn (laughs) drama bullshit. (laughs) And Ryan's like, she cannot see you, my dude. She does not want to see you, my dude.
0: This is just like the the back entrance, the the porch to the fucking backyard. yeah, where everybody fucking is <laughs> And Marissa comes out and she just slaps the shit out of Luke. And yeah. it's, you know, Come up and It's
1: great. It's great. It's really great.
0: I love Luke but also just slap him a little bit. Yeah
1: like for real. Like I love Luke now but like you should you really do you should not have had sex with your ex-girlfriend's mother like really. There's so many reasons you should not have done that. <laughs> you know really like really. And She's like get the fuck out and he's like uh, and he runs away um, and the drama continues. And I think it's now that we can talk about the conversation between Seth and Nana, unless you had something else to say.
0: Nope.
1: Um, So Seth is sort of laying on his bed. He's hugging a pillow. Um, uh, Nana knocks on the door and she says, Sethala, are you in there? Uh, And he's like,
0: I'm just, uh, I'll, I'll be right down. Thankfully, he does not use the I'm um, Studying Naked. Naked, yeah, I was thinking
1: the same thing.
0: <laughs> I'm Studying Naked. This show has imprinted on you. It Me. is part of your soul. No, I'd rather it wasn't.
1: <laughs> and she says, I could save you the schlep. And he's like, ugh.
0: She literally, it, that's not an exaggeration. She literally says, I could save you the schlep. Yeah, it's wonderful. Yes.
1: Uh, and she comes in. And they have a heart to heart and he says you weren't you were just gonna you're just not gonna tell me.
0: At first she's like, so what do you like? Tell me about the things that you're into. You like the music and the comic books and the blah blah blah. And frankly, I could have just like given that speech and then died. <laughs> if it meant that I was not subjected to whatever fuckery Seth, you know, comes up with week mm-hmm. to week. Mm-hmm which is a lot of fuckery
1: yeah it sure is yeah yeah but he's like so you're just gonna fucking well she's uh what um he's like she says like it's complicated um
0: she says she didn't want to tell him Mm -hmm. because i don't remember the it's like then every
1: conversation is like
0: yeah oh this could be our last conversation yeah but then she has the very reasonable reasonable and jewish point
1: Uh, every conversation could be your last conversation yes for no reason for
0: no reason for any
1: reason yep (laughs) life is fragile right um what is the thing that he says that essentially makes her change her mind he takes her hand And he's sort of like... And the camera very purposefully focuses on him sort of stroking her hand. Yeah. He says something... Again, he reiterates the same thing essentially his mom and dad are saying. It feels like she's running away or something like that. Yeah. She's running away from something.
0: Yeah, but it's possibly just because of his relative youth and relationship to her that it finally sinks in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He said something like, you know... I thought you could you could stand up to anything or something like that. I can't remember.
0: Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah. And then there's some other conversation with her and Sandy where she's like, I have to go back early tomorrow morning because I'm starting my chemo treatment. Which is... I don't know if you would be able to get a chemo appointment that quickly. But we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna assume we're that gonna, she's
1: highly yeah. connected, yeah, in New York because of her position.
0: No, no, baby, no. Social workers have no standing anywhere in the world ever, except for in World War One.
1: The way that Sandy was talking about it. They they seemed they seemed to make her out as though she's sort of a force of nature in New York. Okay. And that she's kind of a big deal.
0: Unfortunately, we never get a Cohen's in New York episode.
1: Boo. I would have loved a Cohen's in New York episode. But you The Coens hit the big apple.
0: But you hate every depiction of New York as a character mm-hmm. in this film. It
1: doesn't mean that I wouldn't love an on-location romp. Of all sorts of goofy antics With the Coens in New York
0: Marissa gets lost on the subway
1: Um They go and get bagels You know (laughs) They go to a knishery or something like that I don't know
0: They see the Lion King
1: (laughs) They go see cats But it's it's (laughs) K-A-T-Z
0: Cause they can't afford (laughs) (laughs) Connor plays <laughs> me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> um,
1: what the fuck happens at some point? Um, when does Marissa finally decide that she can go? Was that? It's at
0: some point during the party. She shows up at her mom's house. Yeah. Where it's questionable why she gets to stay in the house. Where she is, uh, but that's a conversation for another time. Yeah. Uh, Julie lives where she lives, and we're going to like it. <laughs> she shows up and is uh-huh. like, I'm not here to stay. I'm just getting my clothes. And, and Julie's like, The
1: f- like fucking hell you
0: are. <laughs> I'm going to like, call your doctors. And she's like, Oh, do you want my doctors to know why I ran away? Do you want me to talk to? To dad, and also, what's his name?
1: The way she puts it is wonderful. She's like, Yeah, you know what? Do call my doctors. (laughs) In fact, yeah, call dad. Call Caleb Nickel. Yes. I would love to explain to everyone why I ran away. Yes. And Julie's face is so fucking priceless. Yeah. She says, Get your things and go. And Marissa's like, I fucking will.
0: (laughs) So the big question for the next episode is where the fuck is Marissa going to go?
1: Where the fuck is Marissa going to go? Is she going to stay?
0: We have established. Why does she have things at Julie's house? I thought she was already staying with Fail Dad. Uh, We assume... You know what? No. Contrivance.
1: Contrivance. Plot contrivance. Yeah, they're all about it.
0: Yep. Um... But we have established that summer has an actual house and a room
1: yes yeah. so yes, yes, yes.
0: my ass- oh god sorry keep going my assumption is they're going to remember that they're friends and make her stay with summer
1: we completely glossed over the whole summer subplot which i really enjoyed actually Um, I'd say Summer is the B plot.
0: Recap it in 30 seconds or less. Go.
1: Yeah, it's great. Uh, Summer shows up at the door. She's got macaroons. She's like, Nana, you must be Nana. I'm um, and I'm I'm Seth's and Seth is trying to be like he's trying to be like, hi, buddy. And Summer is not having that. She's like, we're lovers. We're having sex. We are dating. And Nana's like, oh, wonderful. You can, you're going to just, then you're obviously going to join us for Seder. And she's like, I'd love to. And Nana's like, you can ask the four questions. And she's like, great. Um, I'll go make copies of your Seder book for you. Because she loves old people and she's a really good girlfriend. Um, So then adorably, she spends the remainder of the episode memorizing the four questions, learning some Hebrew, um,
0: that's 30 seconds
1: there you go and uh, at the end of the episode um, everyone has their little kippas on they're gathered around the seder table um, <laughs> Seth is saying essentially buckle in because we've got about six hours before we can eat um, she has memorized all the things about dipping bread in salt water and about eating set and all this great stuff um, and I love this little b-plot because it shows that it shows that Summer is a three-dimensional character who is actually down to support her boyfriend, who is this weirdo fucking Seth Cohen who does not deserve the attractions or affections of any human being because he's done nothing to deserve it. Um, anyway.
0: He has a good t-shirt collection, though.
1: Does he? Does he?
0: Good for 2003. Okay. Um, What was I going to add to this? I think you basically covered it. But also, Harasset is delicious.
1: Yeah, it is. We made our own Harasset for fancy dinner however long ago with some mozzarella. It was
0: delicious. Excuse me, I said Harasset, and I meant Harasset. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Yep.
1: Um,
0: but that's how the episode ends. They are all... Um, Brian has retrieved Marissa, so... It is possible that she's staying with Summer, but it's also possible she could be adopted into the Coens temporarily as well. Mm -hmm. Um, They're all like... Is she at Seder? She's at Seder. Okay. I missed that. With Ryan. They come in together and everyone's like, bubble left! (laughs) And I think Ryan says as the camera is kind of panning or pulling back either Ryan or Marissa says, "Okay, so can we eat?" Yeah. And Seth is like, "No. We have like six more hours."
1: Yeah. And it's wonderful. Yep. Yep.
0: And they're all together etc. the end. Yay. We have mutually established that the episode villain is cancer. Yep. The villain of life is cancer. Mm hmm. I will punch cancer in the dick.
1: I'd like to be able to. Yep. It sucks real bad.
0: Sucks real bad. Uh, Episode hero. Do you have one?
1: Off the the top of your head?
0: You're going to hate it, but yeah. It's Haley? No. Uh, oh,
1: then I probably don't hate it. Teresa? No. Eddie? No. Um. Ryan? Yeah. Oh. No, I mean, I, he, he does a lot of great stuff this episode. He's a real man.
0: In terms of just finding this person and making sure that she's okay mm-hmm. and kind of doggily sticking at her side mm-hmm. until she... Will go to a place where it can be demonstrated that she's okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the people in her life. Mm-hmm. He's he's a he's a golden retriever. He's a mensch.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um,
0: he shows up in the world's most boring t-shirt at the engagement party. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, he, um, he carries the ice. He right. He goes to a place where he is. He's in physical danger. Yeah. Like basically the whole time.
0: And he is menaced, but he does not punch.
1: He does. Ryan does not punch. Ryan, no punch. Ryan, no punch. He does get in that guy's face. He's like, you want to do this? (laughs) And the guy's like, oh, do you want to do this? (laughs) And It's like, um, Ryan, buddy, you are outgunned five people to you. (laughs) Like, maybe you don't want to fucking sock this guy, little guy.
0: (gasps) But also, Ryan is my hero because my favorite line of the episode Ryan actually teared up a little bit. Sandy said, how was home?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: And Ryan said, I I don't know. I was in Chino.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He says, I don't know. How was it? I was in Chino.
0: Yeah. And it's like, aww. aww. Newport Beach is your home now.
1: Uh, I think Ryan is an excellent choice for Hero. I'm going to say Summer just so I'm not piggybacking on yours. Ryan is, I think, uh, the fantastic choice for Hero. Um, I just really love Summer in this episode because I think it's adorable the lengths to which she goes to make a good impression on Nana. And as somebody who attempts to make good impressions on you know the elderly people and other people's lives, uh, I see myself in that.
0: Also, if we're going to, you know get real serious about it in an increasingly anti-semitic world mm-hmm. it's refreshing and delightful to have a new bile young lass going yes i will learn about the salt water
1: yeah yeah yes i will learn how to <laughs> <laughs> oh god there's that great little moment between her and Kristen or kirsten where um she's like i'm learning this stuff and uh she hands the Seder book to Kirsten who starts reading it and she's like, <laughs> Summer says, you're reading it backwards. And Kirsten says, don't tell anybody.
0: <laughs> We're all just sheiks's in a world of not sheikses. <laughs> right? <clears throat> That's all we are. L'chaim. L'chaim.
1: Um. <laughs> Yeah, so here's the thing. I, I like I said before, really love an episode where they decide to finally tie up some of these loose ends. I really, really like that because you can't have a series that is nothing but loose ends because it starts to get a little tiresome. Yep. Um, I'm sure they'll come up with some bullshit. Oh, the here, we can talk very briefly about the summation of the fucking uh, Jimmy Haley plotline. Jimmy comes, he's got Do flowers. we have to? I don't Just care. Very quickly. I don't Jimmy, care. Jimmy comes to the house. I don't um, care. She's like, hi, what the fuck are you doing here? Um her hair is doing very curious things this whole episode.
0: Her hair, okay, they her hair was huge in the tank top stripper episode. Yes. So it was a conscious correction on the stylist part. Okay. Like now she is in a docile environment where she no longer has to take to the streets to make her living. <laughs> her eye makeup was very soft.
1: It was yeah, much more subdued, I noticed that.
0: Her hair was very flat. They did
1: that thing in the ep- in the scene where he comes with flowers though. Did you see what like so she has very long hair, but what they did is they took they took the sides and they like curled it in. It was very strange, but they—I think they were trying to do like like a like a
0: curtain bang, like
1: a yeah, like a framing or fa- whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, he's like
0: one thing about bitches: we love our framed face framed. That's very true. I we know this it. about
1: bitches. My long lustrous hair is constantly framing my face. Yes, I'm just gonna start walking around with a frame <laughs> on my fucking face. <laughs> Be like, do you like my hair? Does it frame my face? <laughs> um. So uh, she's like, you were right. This is blah, blah. And he's like, eh, eh, was I right, though? Because then I recognize that she's super hot and that I really have no, I have no place being with someone so young and hot. So maybe... I- Maybe I'd like to actually, yeah, uh, be with you. Actually, is how I changed my mind. Phenomenally
0: in this restaurant, but I don't have a lot else going for me. <laughs> yeah,
1: I do, Right? Yeah, my wife left me. Uh, I live in a shitty one room apartment with my daughter. Um, maybe let's maybe, bone. Maybe let's bone. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe my life will be improved by boning boning a hot young thing. Uh, And she's like, are we doing this? And he's like, I kind of think we already are.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah,
1: and I'm like, ugh. (laughs) We move on, please. So there we go. There we go. That
0: is, that's the long and short of it. Yeah, we're well under two hours. That is episode 23 in the books. Do we get to go to bed now? California, Sarah. California, Owen.
1: You just listened to Aren't You Glad We Watched The O.C.? The show about watching and talking about the O.C. Recorded in guest bedroom studios. Hosted by Sarah and Evan. Original concept and discussion questions by Sarah. Audio recording and engineering and editing by Evan. Please give this podcast as many stars or thumbs up as the platform you're listening to it on will allow you to give us. Copyright 2023.